1: Keith McPherson on the fan, bringing in right now my guy Eric Slater, who covers the Brooklyn Nets for Clutch Points, and we know Knicks fans—that's a big game, a big win, a big winning streak. MVP Jalen Bronson, but this was a scheduled interview, and the first thing I want to ask Eric: Welcome in. Did you grow up rooting for the Knicks? Did you grow up rooting for the Nets? Like, who were you a fan of?
2: I'm a Jersey guy, man. You know, I grew up with—I grew up an endangered species, rooting for the Nets, even in New Jersey. But it's—it's it's been Nets my whole life.
1: Good, good. Perfectly fine. That's <laughs> same with me. <laughs> when we did the uh, pod or the radio show when you were at Syracuse and you had me on, what was that for? I don't even remember. I was like trying to search my email and see how that even came about.
2: Yeah, I was hosting uh, a podcast for my own blog called The Nets Report. I did that at the end of high school through college and then uh, got hired by Clutch Points to cover the team. So doing my own podcast now for the Believe Network called Believe in Nets, but that was my own thing back in the day.
1: Yeah, we definitely got to get you on Talking Nets, and I'm down to jump on your show as well. I've seen you guys building on YouTube. It's hard to do, but, man, keep keep going. Keep pushing. Uh, I remember you being, like, in your dorm or whatever um, on Zoom when we talk, so I'm proud of you, first off. Uh, second off, man, what is going on with the Nets? I- I'll give you credit. When you are interviewing, when you are asking questions, you ask the questions I feel like fans want to hear. I feel like you don't have step, and you get right to it. And, I mean, it's been a rough season, but, like, <laughs> What are you thinking? Like, what's one of the things that you you've taken out of being a, a journalist, a reporter covering the Nets this year, the first year after the whole Katie Kyrie era?
2: I've taken away, you know, a lot of things. One of them is Kevin Durant coming back into town, seeing, you know, what the Nets lost. That was a little bit of a gut punch. And then you look across the river tonight at the Knicks, and you know, when Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving came to the team, and you know, all those years ago, they. You know, Nets fans are riding high. You know, they got them over the Knicks. It was supposed to be their time. That obviously goes down in flames. And the Knicks, quietly behind the scenes, build their team up without any of the flashy names. And now they're looking like one of the best teams in basketball right now. So, you know, it's it's not a great time for the Nets right now. They still have some assets. They still have some routes that they can go. But, you know, they're looking at a pretty uncertain situation compared to what you would have thought a few years ago.
1: Yo, KD, don't you regret not coming to the Knicks, Bing <laughs> Bong? <laughs> oh man, it's it's crazy how quick all of these things happen. It's crazy how things change. You know, different players, different teams, and this is the NBA, and that's something I was saying. And, and yesterday, my take it, it keeps on taking. I'm like, I had more of a problem with the New Jersey Nets leaving New Jersey than KD leaving the Brooklyn Nets because I knew he was gonna follow. Kyrie, and I think the Knicks fans dodged a bullet with that whole era because now here we are as Nets fans. It's miserable, and I've been saying it goes hand in hand with the universe and the basketball gods and the NBA that, of course, the Knicks are on this nine-game winning streak. They have the right team, the right chemistry, with guys that they didn't draft, but they didn't chase the superstars. They didn't chase the KD Kyrie, so they didn't have to deal with those guys or any other guys, they took you know the guys that wanted them. Julius Randle wanted to be a Nick, and Jalen Brunson wanted to be a Nick. And now, when you look across the river, there's a one guy that I don't think they're going to trade him. But Mikael Bridges, you know, he's the missing piece. He's the last Infinity Infinity Stone for the uh, you know Villanova Wildcat Knicks. Tell us more about this whole thing that we read over the last couple of days with the Houston Rockets offering some of the picks back for Mikael Bridges. I, I say Brooklyn Bridges is locked in. He goes nowhere. But I would love to see the Nets kind of, like, swallow their pride and go get some of what they lost.
2: Yeah, so the, the reporting on that is, you know, the Rockets called. They're looking to acquire a star, looking to get aggressive. And they offered several of the Nets picks from the James Harden trade or were prepared to offer several of the picks from the James Harden trade back to the Nets. That reporting was done by my guy Mike Scotto at Hoops Hype who does – Great work. But the Nets have maintained, you know, through this whole season and leading up to the trade deadline, that they don't have any plans to move bridges right now. Now, a lot of people thought that there was, if there was one scenario that could get them to rethink that position, it would be the Rockets calling up and offering them their picks back, which would allow them to go into a proper rebuild. But, you know, for at least for now, their intent on keeping bridges and building in his window. He's got two years left on his contract, around $24 million per year. So that's one of the better value deals in the league. So they're not in a rush to make a decision on him right now. They can kind of wait it out this summer, try to find a star to bring in you know, next to him to take that next step back towards contention, whether that's a guy like Donovan Mitchell who's been linked to them or whoever, trying to take that next step. And if they're not able to find that guy, they're still going to have bridges under contract, and they could look – to reevaluate, you know, maybe at this time next year. But the risk you run with that is, you know, those draft picks from Houston could not be on the possibly not be on the table at that point if they look to make another move. So a little bit of a risk right now, but you know they're looking to stay competitive. They don't want to go into a full rebuild at this
1: point. Yeah, yeah, I know they want to make a move to potentially challenge. And uh, we got a little glimpse of Ben Simmons a couple nights ago, and of course he's already back on the injured list. Uh, I saw you report that Embiid is not going to play. Uh, when the Nets face the Sixers coming up, and I don't ex- expect Ben Simmons to play, but you know, I think when we saw Ben Simmons on the floor, you realize they need a facilitator, they need a point guard. And I also saw your report on the Lakers, and there's a bunch of Nets fans that love D'Angelo Russell still. What do you think about a potential trade worked out with the Lakers to send D'Lo back to Brooklyn, and then also send maybe? Dorian Finney-Smith or Spencer Dinwiddie back home or Dorian Finney-Smith to that team to back to the Western Conference to help bolster the Lakers. They're on their way here next to face the Knicks.
2: Yeah, the Lakers, you know, are, are an interesting team and they've been mentioned repeatedly in connection with, you know, the Nets guys, their veterans, Dorian Finney-Smith, Royce O'Neal, Spencer Dinwiddie. And there's actually a couple of interesting scenarios that could play out with the Lakers because the Lakers and the Nets both have interest in DeJounte Murray from Atlanta. But Atlanta doesn't want to take back D'Angelo Russell in a trade because they don't want to take back any money past this year. Russell has a player option next season. And then the Nets have Spencer Dinwiddie, who's on an expiring contract this year. So that puts them in a little bit of an advantageous position. It kind of opens two doors for routes they could go of. They could, you know, make an aggressive offer for Murray and try to get him and outbid the Lakers. But right now the Hawks are asking for two first-round picks, and the Nets don't want to meet that price. The second route is they could look to just swap Dinwiddie, for D'Angelo Russell, bring him back home, not have to give up any picks, and then that would allow the Lakers and the Hawks to potentially work out a trade with Murray going to you know, uh, Los Angeles. So it's kind of two paths that they potentially could be looking at. Do they want to give up one or potentially two draft picks and make an aggressive bid for DeJounte Murray, or would they rather take a little bit more of a stopgap option and D'Angelo Russell bring him back while retaining their draft capital? So you got that side of it. Then you also have Dorian Finney-Smith and Royce O'Neal. You know, the Los Angeles Lakers are, you know, bottom five team in the NBA in three-point shooting right now, not what you want to have alongside Anthony Davis and LeBron James. So Dorian Finney-Smith, Royce O'Neal, two guys on very good contracts, you know, reasonable numbers that they could bring in feasibly and look to add some shooting and 3-and-D potential around those guys. Lakers only have one draft pick, first-round pick in 2029 to offer, but they also have Russell, Rui Hachimura, Guys like Jalen Hutchefino, a first-round pick from this past year, so there's some stuff to work with there. And it sounds like there's a fair amount of smoke surrounding the Nets and the Lakers potentially working out a deal with all those names involved.
1: Yeah, and I was completely wrong about the Lakers tonight, right? They rested Kate, uh, they rested yep. AD, and they rested LeBron. And I'm like, oh well, they're they're not going to beat the Celtics with or without them. They go up to TD Garden and get a win, and now they're going to come to you know the Garden with LeBron and AD rested, and and we'll see what shakes out with that. Uh, We're on the phone right now with Eric Slater, who covers the Brooklyn Nets from Clutch Points. Eric, we'll definitely have you back on, and I definitely got to get you on talking Nets, but I'm not going to bury the lead. We got calls coming in, Knicks fans. You know, they want the floor, and they deserve it. Uh, The last question I'll have for you here is, you know, looking at the Garden tonight and seeing Jalen Brunson getting that crowd going, and obviously the Knicks have been in the middle of Manhattan forever, and (laughs) talking about that arena compared to Barkley Center, there's no conversation, but you were in Barkley Center last night. And uh, one of my biggest gripes or issues is just that I feel like we have a confused fan base. I feel like we we have some fans now. The, the Nets world was built, but like a guy comes back in like Kevin Durant, and there was so much fanfare. I feel like there were fans in there that switched out their Brooklyn Nets Kevin Durant jersey for a Phoenix one. I feel like there were Nets fans that were just sad and disappointed and compromised by the whole situation. They didn't even know how to boo the guy. There were soft boos and... There were reports coming out of there that you know the ushers in security said not to boom. Can you speak to what the atmosphere was like watching Kevin Durant's return in Barkley Center last night?
2: Yeah, well, you know, the Nets gave KD his tribute video against his wishes. Of course, you know, I must add, but he was cheered during pregame introductions, but I will say that there was a lot of purple in the crowd, you know, at that game early. Then once the game got underway, he was booed, you know, nothing crazy, nothing too spirited, like you said. So I'd say, you know, a mixed reaction, you know, to KD. But it's the case, you know, I've been to every Nets home game this season. It's the case when they play a big team, whether, you know, now it's the Knicks, that's cross so that's different, but the Celtics, the Lakers, whoever they're playing, there's a lot of traveling fans from the other team because, you know, this is a Nets team that's struggling right now. And frankly, there's not a ton of intrigue with where they're at, they're 6-18 and over the last 24 games, so there's going to be a lot of, you know, traveling fans, or a lot of just bandwagon fans of other franchises in the crowd during that game, I think that was definitely the case last night, and KD put on a show, so, you know, there were some Nets fans booing, you know, early in the game, but he got going, and I don't know if those boos turned to cheers, or if the Suns fans just got louder, but there were definitely some cheers down the stretch of that game, and I think a confused fan base is a good way to put it because, you know, Durant had a complicated exit from the Nets, obviously was the guy who played really hard when he was on the floor, but also brought some big names with him in Kyrie Irving and James Harden and was unable to manage those personalities and then asked out when it all came flaming down. So, you know, some fans might have trouble reconciling a guy who was the best player probably to ever put on a Nets uniform, not the best net, but the best player, and who did incredible things on the floor, but who also had a messy exit and ultimately didn't accomplish anything near the goal of what he set out for when he came to the team. So an interesting night, but one that played out you know, reasonably as I would have expected.
1: Yeah, sad state of affairs right now for the Brooklyn Nets, Barclays Center, and Brooklyn Nets fans. The arena sells out, but there's a lot of casuals. The arena sells out, and there's always rival fans in there. And when the team isn't winning and the product on the court has minimal superstars, or no superstars, minimal stars, and no wins, this is what you get. And I think the owner and the GM, they're they're stuck in it right now. We'll see what moves they make at the deadline. Eric, I'm definitely going to have you on again, and uh, I'll text you about joining us on Talking Nets. But like I said, we got to get out of the way. I'm no fool. I've been doing this long enough. It's time to get the Knicks fans on the radio. Thanks for joining us tonight. I appreciate you, man.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.